Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. Was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Burke in the Game. As um, you guys are very fully aware now, um, I am back on Dancing with the Stars, but the hard part I think and what I'm dealing with currently is the anxiety of um, having to travel and I am definitely going to be traveling quite a bit this season and I just need to you know instead of worrying so much about the future I realize I get so fixated about what could happen instead you know I know intellectually I just need to let it be you know and people come into my life all these partners I've had, and I definitely can say I've learned something from them. So I just, it's been really hard for me, I guess, to have an open mind because I get very uncomfortable with change and uncertainty. Um, but, you know, we shall see. I'm definitely going to keep you guys posted. I'm going to be doing like a diaries um, or Burke blog, whatever you guys want to call it. And you guys are going to hear me in real time, basically, with, you know, how I'm feeling about obviously the divorce that I am currently still in um, and dealing with. And then on top of that, just change and just being sober at the same time, which has been interesting. Anyway, we've got a special, special guest, my bestie, Miss Leah Remini here with us today. And I can't wait to um, talk to her. Oh, look how beautiful. You look beautiful. You do. No, you do. Hi, welcome to Burke in the Game. I don't know if you ever heard my podcast, but it's definitely, um, it's it's about my life now and how I'm dealing with this divorce and eventually hopefully getting me back to dating again. But in, before we get to the dating aspect of it, since you were my matron of honor for the <laughs> wedding, yeah, I asked actually Tom Bergeron this, um, Tom Bergeron was on and I asked, when you were there, did you think that I'd be married forever or did you think that I would be married again at some point and he answered the question now what do you think okay I believe that you would stay married really because I saw a side of you with that I hadn't seen you know you were very patient and loving with him mm. 
in things that, you know, anybody knows me, including you, you know, would just do would be like deal breakers for me. <laughs> but that's me. You know what I mean? But yeah, I yeah, just yeah. saw a different side of you with him. And uh, for for what I from what I saw, because everybody doesn't know what goes on in, in somebody's relationship behind closed doors. Uh, from what I saw, there was just a very um, a mutual understanding of each other's um, downfalls. And hobbies. And and by the way, you know, I've said this to me, so I'm not, you know, saying anything that I didn't say to his face. But, you know, I said, listen, you know, I believe that, you know, people bring things to their relationships that is not the responsibility of your partner to deal with. Like we we, of course, have our things. But the older I get, the more I realize, you know, you just got to be happy and working that hard. Um, you know, we should all be in therapy. I don't care if you think you have trauma in your life. I don't care if you think you're the best person that walked the planet. You know, you need help. We all need help. We're mm-hmm. all bringing something to our relationships. And, you know, you got you got to be interested in fixing those. And uh, wasn't there yet mm. in that in that place. And also, I also, in defense, don't think just because you're in therapy, Cheryl, that you're going to be, you know, showing that to the world, no, right? Like you could be right. in therapy all day, all night, and that's another addiction, but it can also not translate into life. Absolutely. Like you Absolutely. can stay all day, all night. We're getting fixed. We're in, we're in therapy. But if you're still an asshole, yep. it's not working. Or so, in my case, I was very jealous, as you saw. No, but I don't I don't know that that I, I'm not saying that I I. I don't think that was a factor right? that was destructive. Yes, you were, you are mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. and you've admitted that mm-hmm. and it still doesn't make it okay. No. Just when we say like, oh, this is one thing about me right. <laughs> yeah. and you're making somebody's life miserable. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, but I saw you get better. I did yeah. see that get much better, but also you, when you're not trusting of, of your partner there to me that's already indicative of, of mm. something that's already broken mm-hmm. you know what i mean you shouldn't have to i'm not saying you're doing this i'm saying in general mm-hmm. we shouldn't have to look on you know phones or check bills if you're doing that already something's already broken right then so and you can't recover opinion. you can't recover from it you think or i do i think you can recover from from yeah. think listen no one's going to be perfect like i'm never going to be perfect cheryl no even with all my therapy you're never going to be perfect no. because human beings aren't it's just can this is the stuff that i'm bringing this up you're bringing can we manage it right can we make a happy life together and not make each other's lives miserable on a daily basis that's what right. i'm shooting for Right. And I remember as my, like when we would have these conversations and you'd come over or I'd come over to you, it's like, you know, it wasn't, it was, I told you everything, obviously you saw it as it happened, but like also you, you were very, you didn't choose sides at all. No, I, well, there were moments that I did and and I was on side sometimes and you got mad at me and I used to say to you, but I used to say to you, I am being a friend to you. I'm being a friend to your marriage. And if I see something that he's right about, I have to let you know, like as your friend, you know, like you have to see that, that, you know, no, I, I, and of, I respect yeah. that. I do. Yeah. I, I respected. I'm oh, not, not then, but I respect no. it now. Yes. 
<laughs> that was bullshit. If I were to like really, you know, back then, back yes. then, I, I am evolving. And yeah, I saw I that. And I actually respect yeah. you for that because it is important. There's, you know, I get, and so does people in general, but we have one perspective and yes. it's important to have friends that maybe offer you a different perspective and a different outlook. Cause I think without that, obviously, you know, it just gets yeah. one-sided and biased. Yes. yes. And at the same time too, you know, I wanted to trust me, right. As a yes. friend to you both, because yeah. if was willing to to talk about it in a real way, then I knew that we can get somewhere. But if mm. you're if you're telling me this is what happened and it's not exactly what happened or you're you're, um, you know, presenting your case to be right, mm -hmm. then we actually really can't get anywhere. If in you the don't take any accountability. Yeah. Right? And I wanted him to know that. that I was there for both of you. Mm -hmm. I mean, certainly in the divorce, you know, you got me in the divorce. I'm not I'm not running off to, to be his best I would friend. I think I would actually kill you. Well, no, that's just this, you know, I wouldn't of, kill you. Respect, I, mean, I, I like but, your family. I wouldn't kill you. But. Oh, my God. We're, yes. And when we say we're family, everybody, we're not saying that in a Hollywood bullshit way. Like we go on no. family vacations with our families together. I like got her ass on an airplane to yes. Hawaii yeah. with my family. Yeah. Wow. That was a big deal back then. Now you like fly all the time. Well, not by choice because I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So how do you think I'm doing through this? Because it's been an emotional roller coaster. And maybe, you know, I do know whenever you come to my house, you're like, I just don't know how you do it. How do you live alone? Yeah. You know, you, so you lived alone before and and you know yeah. how to do it. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's just no, no, no. I just think after the marriage, I thought it would have yeah. been it would have been harder for you. It is. yeah, And it yeah. is hard. It's just that you don't. You're you just you you're doing the work. You're and I've asked you several times, like, why don't you just go have sex with somebody? <laughs> and you're like, no, I don't want to do that yet. You know, I might do that if I was divorced just to get it out of my system, just to, you know <laughs> what I mean, to, to get over the hump, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> and and you seem to be in a very healthy place where you're like, no, I, I want to get through this. And you're not you're not calling me going, come up here. You know, I can't sleep. I can't sleep alone. You're getting through it. And I think, you know, you, you've you've been doing the work to get here. Mm. And I think it's you, you've gone about it in a very healthy way. You know, you're not drinking. You're not having sex to numb the pain. You know, what you're still doing is, you know, diamond painting, which I think <laughs> is your drug. But but listen, God bless you. If that's what you got to do to get through it. But you're 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 you know, you're finding healthy ways to 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 fill your time. You're doing your podcast. The dog. You're takes going up a back lot of time. the dog. Yes. You know, you do talk to that dog a lot, even when I'm there, which makes me think what goes on when I'm not there. Right. Right. Yeah. Actually, though. No, no, no. You guys, I was sitting there <laughs> diamond painting and. I mean, like I'm there, right, to keep her company, so. <laughs> and. I hear, Mrs. No, we're not. She gets up, she walks away, and I'm just, I'm just, I'm just look, I'm just sitting there. She's having a conversation. The door is not talking back. Forget it. Yeah, yeah. I'm diamond painting, but I'm diamond painting for you. I'm not diamond painting because I need to diamond paint. I'm diamond painting to spend time with you, and Mrs. And then she goes off to the other air of the house. And, you know, I can see and hear them. The dog is not saying anything. It's a dog. Okay. The dog's not even barking at her. And she's, talking back like the dog is talking. She's like, no, no. Do you want to go in your room? Because that's what's going to happen. Didn't that happen yesterday? That's right. Because what and then goes into a whole story about what she did, like letting the dog know again. Remember yesterday 
what happened. That's why I had to put you on a timeout. And I'm just I literally I sitting there. I realized it. And I was like, sorry, I know I'm talking to this dog, but like I, I did, I think, yes. And I think there's a lot more that goes on behind closed doors. Like actually, <laughs> I told you I sing now. I should write lullabies to. Yes, dogs, Cheryl right? thinks she should write yeah. lullabies for the dog. She okay, thinks she's yeah. a songwriter now. It, it, but you it's know actually what? impressive. My Listen, rhymes. and then when I said pull one out, you were like, it's not done. <laughs> she said it's not done. <laughs> It's not. I can't even remember it now. I need to have the dog in front of me. This dog is my human being. My child. And my child means yes. the world to me. So I understand. Listen, um, like I said, whatever you have to do that is not hurting you or your life to get through it, then I, I, I'm all for it. And I think you're doing a great job. All right. What did Tom say? Tom said no. He didn't think we were going to last. Really? Why? Straight up. Why? Um. He just knew that he would be attending another wedding at some point. At some point. Yes. Yes. Because I did mention the fact that I appreciated he was there because he didn't go to any other dancers weddings. And then I was like, so actually, I'm curious because I know you're going to answer it honestly and truthfully. Did you think that this was going to last? And he basically straight up said no. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so do you ever worry about me that I'm here single and sitting alone? in my home or I mean yeah do I do you... think Cheryl that you think it's you unhealthy do... yes I mean for the amount of because you were doing it before you know like when you when you got married um you know created a zoo in your house like literally a whole <laughs> zoo and then which another thing too which I thought was amazing like I would be like listen man when you said you had a lizard I didn't know you meant like 10 20 of these things and that she would be attending to them all day and night. Um, but, you know, he is that person, you know, where he he that that's what he dedicated his time to mainly was he was in, in the in the zoo. And you so naturally when when, you know, your your friends get a boyfriend, a girlfriend, they get married, you know, you assume your friendship's going to be put on the back burner and that's totally <laughs> natural and nobody should ever give right anybody shit about being in love and being totally into it okay yeah. but you two were like holed up in that house together now if you told me listen we have sex all day you know like we're doing our thing we don't want the outside world in for the first couple of months but what it was was you were upstairs diamond painting and he was downstairs in the zoo. We were going through the pandemic. And I'm not exaggerating. No, you're not at all. And and I still didn't, you know, if I wanted to see you, you know, I had to come up there and <laughs> there was a problem with you leaving the house. I don't exactly know what it was. I can only assume. It was the pandemic. I know, but people were still like getting like going to each other's backyards, <laughs> yeah, you know totally. what I mean? And still like trying to live some kind of life. And but even after that, you know, it was like you got very used to staying mm. in that house. And I'm scared now that he's gone because it's it's continuing. That well, I'm really, leaving. Well, now you've got the dog and now that the adult and the dog is the excuse now for you not leaving the house ever. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's you're stuck in the house. Well, I definitely have social phobia that I get. Right. We talked about this just I get a couple of weeks ago. Like you do, too. Well, for the five minutes you talk to me and not the dog. Yes. Oh, my God. You also experience. Can you tell me what social phobia means to you? 
to me what it means. Well, I'm sure there's a technical truth. Well, no, we but like look what, it up. No, I mean, I, I know what it means, but I'm just saying for our listeners, like what what for me, it's get this. Scared? for me, it's this for me, it's this. If if somebody says, hey, like right now I have an invitation on the table from some friends to go to dinner. Right. They wrote me at like seven this morning and I have not yet. I have yet to answer because no, for Friday, because I don't know where this place is. <laughs> I start to obsess about what I'm going to wear if I could fit into anything because I gain weight and then the hours process it takes me to get ready, not because that's the time I require. It's because of the phobia of leaving the house, not the phobia, mm -hmm. but the anxiety around leaving the house. It, I will give myself sometimes three or four hours to get ready. Yeah. I will take a shower. I'll sit there. I'll look at my phone. I'll let my hair dry a little bit. Then I blow dry my hair. Then I answer my texts or emails and I go downstairs. I think, you know, I, you know, around the house. Can I curse? Yeah. I around Please. the house. And, you know, and I give myself all of this breathing time because the t I can't just get ready and go. It will give me too much anxiety. Totally. So I give myself hours and hours of, of, of futzing around and making sure then I got to think about what I want to wear. And do I feel fat in it? What if I sit like this? My fat's going to roll over. I'm going to feel and then I'm going to sit there hating myself, even though I'm going to order a thing of bread, even though I feel <laughs> that way. And of course, you're going to order the pasta, because that's like what you're going to do. But why are you going to order pasta if you don't already oh feel God. good about yourself? I what know. do you and then the conversation? What do you totally like it goes and on, on, on. then getting there heart palpitations if I'm going by myself of walking into a restaurant, having everybody, and by the way, no one's looking at me, okay? <laughs> so I don't even want to pretend I'm not even in the, like the TV bit. This is not somebody thinking as a celebrity and not even for one second. Right, okay? right, 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 right. Just that when you have insecurities going places, <laughs> right? And also I don't feel safe. I'm like, is there going right. to be a, somebody going to hold us up? Yep. What you think? Okay, I got to remember to run in this zigzag. Somebody's shooting. Where's the, nearest where's yeah. the right? Where's the table? So it's my facing the back. I want to be in the back. Well, I don't want to be near so near the back because then they'll shoot me on the way out. Oh my uh, god! And then they'll see me run because if I'm, they're facing <sighs> me and I'm all the way in the back, that's what they're gonna look at any movement. So this, these are the that. But Cheryl, I actually think when I walk into a restaurant again, not ego, not because I am in the TV bit just because of this anxiety i think everybody's staring at me why is she wearing that look at her her je look her jeans don't even fit this bitch is still wearing those jeans that don't even fit her she's probably gonna order the bread they oh all know what God. i'm you know what i mean everybody's looking That's at that exhausting but but then when you look around the restaurant no one is looking at no you. one gives the two shits no one <laughs> gives a actual shit then finally, when I get to my seat and I'm like comfortable and I'm like, I don't know why I don't do this more often. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> right. No, I know. I, by the way, same thing, the same yeah. thing script yeah. happens in my head. But really, we're only like a minute. We're like a tiny speck in this big old universe and no one gives a shit. A shit. A matter of fact, <laughs> it's the opposite. Okay. <laughs> right. When you, uh, you know, when I did my road trip with my mom and 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 uh, Trish, my nanny, and my mom, like, we would do the drives, of course, and then I'd ask the question to the car, would you rather, right? Mm -hmm. The question was, would you rather be rich or famous? And I was like, Ugh. they all said rich. Rich. Right? 
But I said, okay, so I know this is going to sound really like cheesy and Pollyanna. However, you can't put a price tag on somebody being affected by you walking, by your walking in the room. And if you're in the entertainment business and you love what you do and you're not a complete fucking asshole, <laughs> you are somewhat aware of the world going on around you. Yeah. And I do see people excited to like, oh, my God, she's from King of Queen. Like, I see yeah. their faces light up. Yeah. And when I'm not at, when I'm actually like oh, available to see that. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, you and Kevin made me laugh when I was going through chemo. Yeah, no, or, you're right. Actually. And you're like, when you think about that, think about what you do and that you can actually affect a room. And I've been with you when people have done the same to you. Like, Cheryl, you're my favorite dancer. You inspired my daughter to dance or you inspired me to no, dance. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about those things, I mean, it is that is a beautiful gift to be able to give and get. Because when those moments happen, happen, I'm like, you're such a you're thinking about your fucking fat over your jeans, you stupid, <laughs> selfish asshole. Look how this person you made this person so happy yeah. and cry and, and just be yeah. so moved by your work. Absolutely. Yeah. And it yeah. means something, you know, yeah. so it's like, yes. Yeah, so I do have that social. So would you rather be rich or book. famous? Well, it's easy to say famous. that when you have money, right? But yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I would rather I would rather be able to make an effect on somebody. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't want to. Yeah. So if those were my choices. But listen, if somebody said, would you rather be like on the street? And nobody know you oh, and pick. Fuck I'm, it, I want money. You can still be famous and broke. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true. We know that we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't that glamorous. Been, people. been there and back. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's just it, so I get the social phobia. So. I think I do. What? So no, you what do. Is, oh, okay. so social phobia is literally being so self-centered in a way, yeah. right? Yeah. That you think everybody is looking at you and judging you. And yeah, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's the first thing you said. Self-centered. Yeah, because it, it's actually a personality disorder. It's not. It's it actually is. A it's clinical, a clinical diagnosis. Yes. yes, and, and I've it's been not, diagnosed. And it has with it. nothing to do with you being self-centered. No. It has to do with you being right. the opposite, self-centered. Yeah. Uh, and being insecure. And being right? insecure and, yes. and just it's all fear-based, right? Yes. Fear of just being maybe judged or fear yes. of just being in a big group of people because you just never know what's going to happen. Just there's yes. always it's all underlying fear. And yet, and yet, when I go, and I'm with friends. And I'm laughing and I'm looking around and I'm and I'm like, you're safe. You're safe. Mm -hmm. like I got to say that you're safe. You're safe. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that I'm there and I'm proud of myself totally. that I left the house because, you know, I'm very similar to you in that way. Like, I don't want to leave my house either, but I'm trying to grow now. I'm trying when friends say, do you want to go to dinner? I'm starting to say yes. It's living in that uncertainty, yes. which is in a way beautiful. But I think yes. I also battle with my sobriety because I did go out yeah. with a few friends at yeah. night to a restaurant and I got triggered. Right. Because, you know, I don't mind people drink in front of me, but uh, when they drink and then there's like another drink and then there's another drink, I want to drink. Right. And so I think I'm battling between the two, I guess. Yeah, no, I, that makes sense. I mean, I can't speak about that or, or say mm. anything because it, it's, it's a real thing and it's something that people have to work through. Yeah. And it's getting to a place where, you know, you don't want that drink or you do want the drink and you don't have it. To me, that's a success. Yeah. You know, it's that, just getting yourself out of the situation. 
or 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 getting through it because you did that's the seat to me you did it so to me it's like you were triggered but you but you worked past it so to me i go success that 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 was a success yeah that's a good perspective you've covered it You, you you conquered it yeah you didn't drink right you know you didn't do anything well how much have i changed since seasons and my voice just squeaked since season 17 like from the moment you met me versus the woman I am today or evolved, I guess, not changed. Evolved. Well, you, listen, the thing is, you you have been uh, like I said, I, listen, I fell in love with you when you were drinking. Right. And, and <laughs> totally. It, it's not like when you got sober, I was like, who's this girl? You know, <laughs> you've been because you're you, you've always been to the core who you are. Even even then you were you took, you know, you were my friend throughout that whole mm. show. You know, you and, and Tony uh, were there for me the whole time mm-hmm. um so to, so i i again i didn't know that you were working yeah. those things you know those the, you know and because i started drinking because i just love scientology you know i was like this is amazing why is anybody oh can you please tell the story adult? of the of the dui check oh okay so we we had some wine um and it was in already it was in a container so i just thought oh we're gonna bring it to the next place not realizing <laughs> i wasn't drinking in the car she wasn't but we had it it was open, open. we had an open bottle of wine yeah. yeah yeah so i don't want anybody to think that we are drinking and driving because we weren't but i had no idea <laughs> so when we came up to the checkpoint you were like holy shit um there's a checkpoint and i'm like yeah and you know just driving music <laughs> up and you go we have this open bottle Yes. In the car. And I'm like, but we're not drinking it. And you, you're like, idiot. It's a checkpoint. You're like, you can't have an open bottle of wine in the car. And I was like, wait, but we're not drinking it. I kept going. I kept saying that to you. Like, they'll we were get, rolling up by the but, cop. And I'm thinking they're going to get that I'm not lying. Like, the, once I tell them, like, oh, we have an open bottle, but we're not drinking. We're just bringing it to our friends. La, who La were Floridita. We were going to El Floridita. And you're like, they don't, you can't have an open bottle of wine in the car. And I was like, but sure. And we're pulling up and then he stops us. The cop stops us. Yes, he does. (laughs) And he's like, have you guys been drinking? And I go, well, not yet. We're about to, though, because we have this. And she goes, we're good. (laughs) By the way, that's not the story. Stop lying. He's like, is that wait? I know your face. I know you. He recognized you. Thank God he recognized you or else he would have checked the car. No, because I was going to say I was going to say the truth, thinking that that would have gotten me out of like any kind of trouble if he was thinking that we were drinking. And I was going to over explain myself, which is not the smartest thing no, to do. It's not. And not. that's when he was like, wait a minute. I was, you, and you were like, And you were like, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. T- stop talking would be great and just keep it moving because you kept the conversation going, even though he cleared us. She I kept talking I to know. him. I was like, he could smell your breath. Stop talking. OK, moving on to dating. I refuse to use a dating app. Don't want to. And I'm still not ready to date now when I am ready. Yeah. Now, wait, first of all, is that OK that I'm not ready to date? You think how do you do you have any opinion about that? I think it's when you're ready. You know, it's like the there's like that story about like you know, when your mother used to say, oh, you can't go in the water yet because you had tuna fish sandwich. Oh, how long? What did you eat for lunch? Oh, I had a hamburger. Well, you can go in now. But like, it's so random. It's like there's no real role to dating. No, there isn't. You know what I mean? Like if you want to date in a week, in a year, 
you know, that's on you. And do you think I should date multiple people? I've been, you know, Patty Stinger was on, she's a billionaire matchmaker, and she said that I should date a pool of men. And I don't know how to do that because I'm a serial monogamous. I, I think you should uh, learn to audition people. You're not good at auditioning oh, people. Tell me how. I just think you need to, you, you, you're very forgiving, which is weird because you're very judgmental. <laughs> When it comes to men, you know, totally. I have other friends and other are, things. Yeah. I have other friends like you who do the same thing. Okay. And okay. and I do the same thing with friends. You know, mm-hmm. you know, right? I do this, I do it with friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so we all have our things. So totally. uh you're just not good at saying uh that happens and that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah, I'm learning. That's what yeah, I'm learning and now. then audition them and then on to the next one as opposed to getting comfortable getting into a routine with that person. And then all of a sudden you're like living together and now we're getting married after he did the deal breakers after he continued to cross my boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think you need to know that. Listen, some people that it's, Hey, I don't mind if a guy wears Birkenstocks for me, (laughs) it's a deal breaker for me. I'm just saying for me, because the fact that you thought that was an okay shoe ever, nothing against Birkenstock. I think there's a person who should wear them. Okay. But that person (laughs) I would never have sex with. Okay. So oh my God. But that's my deal breaker. Okay. That's How about my a deal girl breaker. that wears Birkenstock. That is also, yeah, I hear you. That's well, just nasty. Well, if I was into girls, she, that would be a deal breaker for me too. Like that wouldn't be okay with me. Totally. So, but that's me, but that's me. Okay. If you are rude to people. Wait, wait, actually though, it's a deal breaker. Seriously. Like if you were dating, if a man walked into your home with a pair mm-hmm. of Birkenstocks, you'd be like, I don't want to that. Can't do it. Wow. I couldn't do it. Mine is cologne it. too. Like you have to love cologne. That's another one on my list. You what have are more, to. What love are more serious cologne. ones? Okay, serious ones. If you're rude to service people, people mm. in the service industry says a lot about you. If you're horrible to your mother or um, anybody who was your, um, uh, what, what am I looking at? The word I'm looking at. Jesus Christ. Caretaker, anybody, you know, if you if you do not take care of the people who took care of you, mm. um, not kind to children and animals, um, not a good, uh, very uptight, you know, sen- not a good sense of humor. Yeah. Um, takes himself seriously or herself seriously. Like, cheating, you know, cheating. Um, it depends if you have kids with the person. Um, it's harder to to disengage and break up your life, depending on the, yeah. the age of the child. And also, I, I used to believe that cheating was that was a deal breaker. Mm. And when you get older, you realize, you know, that's really not about you. That's about that person. And we we, we open this up talking about what you bring to the relationship. And um, if that's something that that you're doing, you're doing it because there's some stuff in your life that you haven't dealt with mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with the other person. So it's not a deal breaker for you. Not if you have kids. Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think cheating happens. Um, and th- there's a, there's another reason for it. So I'd have to really have yeah. a long term love for you and care for you to overlook it, but it would, it would take a lot of work on their parts to build back the trust. Right. And so trust and lying and all of that. Is that a deal? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Trust. Yeah. You have to trust the person you're with. But I also don't uh, like I said, I don't I don't think checking phones and all this stuff. Yeah, that's that's already and that's there's already we're already an issue. Yeah. 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 
So wait, you, what was the question you asked? What what are your deal breakers? Was the okay, question. so that's that. But but for you, but oh, for, for you, you I just me? think you need to. I don't see you being a dater because again, you're in the public eye. I don't think it's very easy for you to date several men. You know, because this town, well, I get the very world obsessed. in general. Well, no, the world in general looks, you know, will look to you. Look, look at this one out here. Meanwhile, guys do it all day, all night. Yeah. He's not a whore. No, he's not. And by the way, though, I do get very consumed. And you're right. I tend to not all of a sudden my boundaries are gone. Right. Like Because I get like, oh, I want to marry him. I want to marry him tomorrow. Like, hi, nice to meet you. Oh, you have sex with me. I fall in love quick. So you're screwed. Now, if I was dating a pool of men, I think that not necessarily I'd have sex with all of them, but like, I think I wouldn't be so fixated on one. Exactly. Well, when you're saying dating, okay, I, I let's just change the word. I feel like I okay. should just be like, you're seeing, seeing what's seeing. out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you can't be going out with this one, going out with that one to get pictures with this guy. But, you know, it's, it's to me, it's you're, you're then living your life in the public eye, which not, you know, you aren't we, though? Well, that's why I'm saying it's a little bit like harder you can't, for you as a woman, like it's then a, I'd no, be labeled as a hard, whore. It's yeah. a little bit harder for you. Because yeah. You can't. Well, that's one. Two is you can't live your life privately. They'll be like, oh, what happened to, you know, blah, hey. uh, whatever, you know, you, well, yeah. what do you mean? I went out to dinner with him. Right, right, right. That's why everything has to be done inside a home. Well, unfortunately, this is where I would say stay home. Yeah, exactly. So you do agree that if I could do it eventually to date more than just one person, because I'm not do, saying have, date. I'm saying, oh, sorry, see, 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 see what's see, going see, down. See. OK, you okay. have a dinner, you talk, blah, blah. You see how he really is. You, you see what's really going. What's your situation with your mother? What's your situation with your sisters? Well, do you talk to your family? Do you go home for the holidays? You know, you start to find out what kind of person you're dealing with. And then I have to bring them to you, too, because you got to make sure. Know, Cheryl, do, do you value a man who goes home for the holidays to see his family? I yes, you do. Yes, I do. And if he's like, no, I don't do that shit. You know, it's too much. You'd be like, mm. you just need to know what those things are for yourself. Right. You should actually write down mm-hmm. very specific things because I know you. You'll change your mind. You'll be like, well, I, I that wasn't that important to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> totally because i'll be like oh my god this is the guy this he is wears him. clothes, this is him. This he wears is him. clothes. <laughs> and you're like did you have sex with him yep yeah. see yep. Uh, screwed like i almost yeah. think this whole like it's been a year by the way since i haven't had sex okay well um, i feel like the sex thing that's a different conversation why i do think you i have sex. sex i mean i do have i'm not I mean, with your I have... vibrator i'm oh. talking about with a person no i can't i fall in love well then you should hire somebody i can't hire a prostitute is that what why? you're alluding to yes i am I'll fall in love with a prostitute. I'll marry no, him. No, but he's but he's in a business, so he can't. Do I bet you I could. And what are you gonna say? Oh, me. how'd you, mommy, mommy? How'd you meet daddy? Well, mommy paid for him. No, we're not falling yeah, in I love mean, with. I wish I'm you could saying, pay for love, don't you? What? I wish we could pay for love. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like the perfect. We would have so much love. I mean, twelve o'clock. I need you to be here twelve o'clock, and then leave by twelve fifteen. And you're on my <laughs> payroll. Yeah. And goodbye. Goodbye. See and ya. good day. <laughs> good day. Um, if I so if you were to set me up with a man, what's what is who is my type? What is my type? OK, I would set you up with a guy who is funny, who's okay. menschy, who's a mensch. What's that? A mensch is somebody who's like a good guy, a decent guy. He's like mensch. Mensch. He's not horrible. Look it up. I will yeah, read it. Read it. Read, read the definition. While oh, I'm please. Talking. 
Okay. And oh, I know Mench is Menchie's the froget fro no, it's not the frozen yogurt. No, okay, cool. it's not the frozen yogurt. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, I would put. I would want you to be with a guy who doesn't put up with your shit, what who doesn't mean? allow you to talk away the reasons why you're saying this or doing that. Right? Can I just tell you the definition? Yeah, go. The word mensch in Yiddish is mm-hmm. someone to admire and emulate, someone of noble character. I like that word. Yes. I want to I want a guy who laughs at your bullshit when you're really mad and really thinking that what you're saying is making sense. <laughs> that literally laughs at you and loves you through it, but doesn't yeah. feel like he needs to put his foot down to show you who's the man. You know, you're well, like going does it make sense for you to have gone here and there if you knew we had to be here? And he just grabs your face and says, baby, so cute when you're mad. We're going to be on time. Oh, that's so cute. Don't worry. Like you I need a guy that. who doesn't get caught up in feeling like he needs to put you in your place or compete. Like who's right? Who's wrong? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It just goes, yeah. you're right, baby. You You just be mad. But still, I love you. And what do you want to eat? You know, like doesn't get in so confident, confident, but also just able to rise above his own Mm. um, need to be right or need to. Like I said, I don't like men who think they need to put strong women in their place. What's their place? Not strong. (laughs) That's what you that's what you're insinuating yes. that we should not you need, you need to take me down a notch to show me I'm not as strong as I think I am right 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 because that's really that's that just doesn't make anyone feel good so and and you know handsome yeah. um cares about himself but not so much that it overtakes his life um loves his family wants a family loves your family surprises you with things that he knows you love and knows that make you tick, which are not things. What makes me tick? What makes you tick is thoughtful things. You like things that have to do that are around your family. You like things that are beautiful. You like to go and have experiences at beautiful places (laughs) and you want to be thought of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know yeah. that I'm playing, probably saying things that are universal to people, but there mm-hmm. are people in the world who really don't give a shit about, you know, going places. They don't give a shit about, you know, no, they like, like hey, things like some my, people like things. My, yeah, my thing yeah. with my, like, I like to be with my man and not my family. Well, that's just not you. You like no. to you yeah. like to be around your family. Yeah. And you like to have experiences with your family there especially during the holidays. It's like something that it's, it's just not something that you, you know, you like your separate time, but you also, you want, you would rather your family be there if it's something to like experience. Yeah. Like I, I, I want memories. I don't necessarily need yes. more things. Exactly. Exactly. And you like when people think about things that are actually real for your life, like what about the dog? Did anybody think about that? Did anybody think that, mm. you know, somebody needs to be at the house? So when, you know, right. if I'm not there and, you know, who's house sitting and like, you know, things that, you know, you usually take care of. I think you would like someone to share in those responsibilities of your life that you didn't have to think of everything, plan everything, pay for everything. And I think that's, you know, you know, something that you should think about in moving forward. Yeah. Is it's okay to want somebody who's established. I'm not saying you want someone to yeah. support you because you would never do that. Mm. Um, 
But like to have but his own stuff, his yeah. own life, his own, his life, own, his own stuff. house, yeah. and also like to to put his foot down in certain mm-hmm. ways, like not when I allow, get insecure, yeah, and not allow you to to go down that road. Like, yeah. babe, <laughs> here here's where I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna be there probably all night, and you're gonna have to get through this, my darling. Do you I'll know anybody you like this? Not yet. <laughs> but you would set me up, right? Would I set you up? Of course, I would set you up. But, you know, again, this guy has to be men. He has to be in the business. Or he has no? to be mentioned. No, it doesn't have to be in the business. As a matter of fact, I would prefer somebody not in the business. Like a neuroscientist? Yeah, or, or even just somebody who has their own thing that has nothing to do with with the business. You know, successful right. in construction. It could be anything. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Um, I would not choose for you somebody who's in the Hollywood scene at all. And I mean, like a club owner. Been there. Yeah. Uh, you know, in that world, that's another thing. You Why? Know, we're talking about because the Hollywood scene is some is some bullshit. And uh, it's a rare a person who owns, you know, a club or a restaurant in California, in I'm Hollywood. That that isn't used to a certain person who wants something from them. And so when they meet somebody who doesn't, they don't exactly know how to treat those women. And um, they're just also in the name game. You know what I mean? Oh, bring your friends. Bring, you know, that kind of douchebag yeah. is hard to have sex with somebody who's always trying to get ahead. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's no, it's, you're right. You know, for us type people, that's it doesn't it's not good. You think I should date another dancer? No. Thank you. By the way, dancers are, <laughs> I, I would say, even worse than actors. Why? Um, just I think the, the lifestyle, Cheryl, the way you guys grow up, I think it's really it's a really hard growing up. It's not like most people think about like, oh, you know, I had my daughter in ballet and tap, you know what I mean? But I mm. wasn't leaving my daughter there and like, hey, go make some money. And I live in another country at age 12. Right. And then uh, putting, you know, makeup on and, you know, those those outfits for young women. Um, the men are dominant in this world in a way that I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's ripe for abuse. And uh, there's probably not one person that I've met uh, female in this dance world that has not been sexually um, uh, molested or, mm-hmm. or, or raped or, um, taken advantage of mentally, mm-hmm. um, because you guys are so young and, and, we, and we are, this, we are like so intimate, you thrown know? into a world, but like, basically your parents are like, all right, go be a ballroom dancer. I'm not saying all, but I'm just saying I've heard enough stories now that it would worry me to think about a young woman being put in this in this world. Mm. Um, and, and I think the guard clearly comes up very early when you have trauma like that in your life. You're going to be guarded. You're going to learn to put on a face. You're going to learn to put on makeup and glitter over bruises, literally and figuratively. And um, that has a way of really uh, having an effect on on your hearts. Yeah. And uh, the men in that world are used to uh, telling women what to do in a way that I've never experienced. Right? Yeah. 
Like, so I, I would, think a well, lot of men in the dance world don't think it's a man's world, obviously. But oh, no, they they know I'm, it's a man's world. They always tell you, you know, like they, they take your hand first, right? They lead you. Their first thing is to push you back. That's that. That's what they do or pull you forward. So that subliminal message body language. to a young to a young man. Yeah. Right. Full of testosterone. When he's, you know, it, it, it says a lot. Right. And it, the female needs to be led. And it's okay. It's a beautiful thing. And I'm sure there's beautiful relationships out there. I'm sure there are some dancers not been through this in their life, but for dancers, what you do to your bodies, the breakdown of your bodies, what's demanded of you. And then the short lived career, if you're not lucky enough to be on dancing with the stars, that's why I say I love dancers because I know from hearing all of your stories, what you go through when you were children, what you have to be and do to get to the level of dancers that you are. Mm. And it's not easy. And then, you know, your career is over. When they say you're done, you're done. When yeah. they say you haven't achieved Blackpool at a certain age, the whole dance world is saying, look at this asshole trying to dance at age 40. You know what I mean? It's 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 extremely judgmental. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's it's a hard life. But I know people dance because they love it. I like know you. I dance because you I love it. it and I'm not a competitor. No. Is that why you don't compete? Oh, I couldn't. I, well, could you imagine? Look at Leah Remini on the dance floor competing. <laughs> yeah. Like what an asshole I would be. But you have you have improved so much as a dancer. Like I just Thank was you. there when you were dancing with Jonathan Platero and I. You guys. Oh my God. You you would die. You'd be a different person going on to Dancing with the Stars. Like well, you I, I just... kind of didn't want you to say this because I've been pitching to Dina Katz, the executive producer of Dancing with the Stars, for the last how many years? What, Forever since it started, two thousand five. Right. Well, since, well, since I got voted off, I've been saying I want a revenge season. What? Well, yes. How great would a revenge season be? Amazing. Where, where you can like pit two people can pick like okay, like I'd have to pick somebody from my season who got a little. I'd bit pick first. Rob Kardashian. Would you? Yeah, we came oh, yeah, in second. We should have won. You mean you, but who would you pick to go up against in your season? Who won? Freaking J.R. Martinez. Right. So then you would battle you and um, that's not fair. Rob would battle J.R. Yes. And Karina. Yes. Like I would idea. battle. I want to do um, Amber. Wow. Like, and Derek. Amber. Right. And Derek. But could you imagine what a great season that would be? That would be really good. I also think they should do a season of injured people that couldn't, have, you know what I mean, that got injured yes, early on. I love that. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Do you want to go to dinner on Friday or no? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. You liar. No, seriously. I think I can. Let me check my calendar. It says talk to my dog, but other than that, I'm available. <laughs>
and of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to my bestie, Leah Remini, for coming on, always saying the reality of the situation. Um, But I just love, I love her for who she is and how she keeps it real. And she, I think she gave some really good advice actually. And sometimes it's like really fun to interview your friend because you know, you have to like actually listen. Sometimes I'm not a really good listener and I talk over her, which she hates, um, which I know you guys have witnessed here on the pod, but it's just excitement as always. Anywho, Thanks again to Leah. Make sure you guys check her out on People Puzzler Monday through Friday. And um, I hope she's a judge for next season so you think you can dance. I thought she was great. Anyway, let's move on. At the end of every episode, we need to ask the listeners the question of the week, which is, how do you handle your friends not approving your significant other? Is it a deal breaker? Why? So I don't have like tons of friends if I'm going to answer this question. I it, They do have to go through like Leah 
and maybe a couple of other people that I respect, you know, their opinion. So I definitely would want them to meet my significant other. But I'm not sure. See, like I said, I get very my old the old Cheryl would get very fixated on this one person because I would have already made up my mind whether or not my friends liked him was probably irrelevant. But now the Cheryl today, definitely I would take that into consideration because your friends know you well and they know you more than the your significant other. Um, so it is something to take into consideration, I would say for sure. And obviously have a conversation with your friend and ask why. And if they're all legit answers, you know, you might want to just take a step back and, um, and, you know, scope the situation out. Anyway, I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, we want to hear all your answers. So please email us at Burke in the game at iHeartRadio.com or DM us on Instagram at Burke in the game. Again, the question of the week is how do you handle your friends not approving your significant other? Is it a deal breaker for you and why? All right. See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at Burke in the game. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at Burke in the game at iHeartRadio.com. There's a shortcut to platinum status at Shell to saving 10 cents per gallon on every fill every day. Just fill up six times with Shell V power nitro plus premium gasoline and it's yours. Plus, you'll rejuvenate your engine. Get ready to level up performance, rewards, and savings. With continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors, Platinum status is earned with 12 Phillips over three months, 10-gallon minimum per fill-up at participating Shell locations. Terms apply. Visit fuelrewards.com status. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.